serious stuff. Uh, good evening. We are learning Maseches um, Megillah Daf Chaf Aleph, and we're starting uh, a handful of lines from the bottom of the page, about seven lines from the bottom of the page on Chaf Amid We were in the middle of discussing a number of halachos that only apply during daylight hours. Then we'll switch over to things that apply during night hours only, and then we will, in Yitz Hashem, start a new parak. We're going to go until about five lines before the bottom of the page on Chaf Aleph Amid Let's get started. Seven, eight lines from the bottom. We know, of course, that for animals, when a, a korban was brought, that with certain animals, smicha uh, was done, and shechita, of course. How do we know this? And there's some words missing from the Gemara. It should, it should say right here, Iskash smicha l'shchita, that smicha and shchita are compared to chsiv ba and by shchita it says biyom zivchachem during the day. Therefore, we know that it needs to be shechted during the daytime. Ulet nufa, we know that we used to take some animals and we would move them around, shaking them up and down. Tchsiv biyom hanifchachem es haomer biyom in the daytime. Ule hagasha, this had to do with the korban mincha. The iskash l'tnufa, it's compared to a tnufa. How so? That we see that there's a korban mincha and it's hanif and hikriv and it's uh, in regards to the hagosha, it's similar to the um, to the tznufa and therefore that too has to be done can be done during the day. Malika, of course, is where the kohen takes his nail into the back of the neck of the animal and uh, with accuracy kills the animal. Kmitza, of course, is the grasp of flower. doing the torres. And the mechatas, what about all of those? So it says the Gemara, on the day that the Jews were commanded, obviously a Pasuk being more sweeping than any one of these. Um, and those are can be done during the day as well. sota That the sota, the woman who had to drink the me sota, who was nechshad for having done something wrong, she violated uh, something with Kenyan and Stira. She was alone with a man. Says the Gemara. For that we have Xer Shava. Says the Gemara, two lines from the bottom, Asya, Torah Torah. here by the Sota, the Pasik says, We need to follow all of these Torahs, all these halachos. What does that Pasik of Alpia Torah Shayruchal Mishpat have to do with daytime? Says the Gemara at the very top of Khafalaf Amaralaf, Ma Mishpat Bayom, just like judgments take place only during the daytime. Afkan Bayom, so too by Sota. The Hashkoyas Sota has to be done during daylight hours. Ul Arifas Ha'egla, by the midst of Egla Arufa, how do we know about that one? So it says the Gemara Amri de Beraviyanai, Kaparak Sibbe Kikachib. It says by the uh, by uh, the Arifas Egla has the word Kapara, and that puts it in the same class as Kachim, and Kachim are only during the day. What about Ulatara Samatora, three lines down? The Torah says, Zos Tieh. Torah Samasora Biyom Taharoso only during the day. Um, and therefore that has its parameters of daytime. Then the Mishnah shifted over Kol Halaila Kashala Omer. We said that the whole night it's totally permissible for Ktsira Saomer. The Ktsira uh, and the Sphere, those can be done at night. And the Hava, the fact that the Korban can be brought, can be done during the day. But that that does show us that the whole night is viable. What about Ula Hector, Chalav, and Ve'ivar? And we, it's well known that a lot of the korbanos that needed to continue to be burnt would be burnt at night. How do we know that night was fine for them? Uh, that's very simple. Uh, from all of the night until morning, implying that nighttime is the time for Hector, Chalav, and Ve'ivar. Then the Mishnah said something that's very strange. 
Either we gave an exhaustive list or we didn't. But if we gave an exhaustive list, then why say Zeha Klal? Zeha Klal, um, uh, it says, It says the Gemara, the question of Zeha Klal, sometimes when we learn Gemara, we get lost in the habits of Gemara. But this, this question is very specific. We see it throughout Shas. When it says Zeha Klal, what is it coming to imply? Why do we have to assume that it's bringing something extra? So the Gemara here explains, and it's true everywhere, is that whenever it says Zehaklal, it's after having brought a list of items. If you already brought the list of items, what do you tell me the principle for afterwards? Either tell me the principle and don't tell me the individual details, or give me the individual details, but don't say don't say Zehaklal. Why does it say Zehaklal? It must be therefore that it's coming to include something. This is the process of adding the Lavona, the frankincense to the so the lechem haponim, uh, the adding of and the removal of. Uki Rabiosi. The Tanya Rabiosi Omer Rabiosi says, and there's a critical word added here. Afilu even shachris. We see there's hachadosha arvis in Even if you take the old one away by shachris and you don't put the new one up until myriv in bekachlum, there's no halachic problem with that. What was the Gemara hinting to? Is that we know that by the shulchan we have a language of tamid. Umani makayim lifnei Hashem tamid. What about the frankincense? You took it off in the morning, you don't put it back on until now. What about Tamid? So it says the Gemara, The din of Tamid by the Shulchan was a din in the Lechem being Tamid, not a din in the Lavona. The Lavona is its own entity. But the but the din of Lifnei Hashem, Tamid was about the Lechem. So therefore you can do the Sidor Bazichin uh, in the morning and the removal at uh, the removal in the morning and the Sidor at night. Then the Mishnah had continued. We're six lines or seven lines before the new parak. And in the same way we asked about the daytime, I'll ask here as well. Once you gave me the list of Hector, Chalav, and Vevram, you gave me a few things that applied at night. Why then did you go back and give the mine? What does that come to include? That the Korban Pesach can be eaten all night. And this we know famously is subject to a machlokas, Udilo Kirbalaz or Ben Azaria. This is already found in the in the Haggadah itself. The Tanya of Achlis Abbasar Balaila Hazeh. Omar Bilaz or Ben Azaria, Nemar Khan Balaila Hazeh. The Nemar Lahalan Vavarti Bears Mitzrayim Balaila Hazem. Malahalan on Chatzos of Khan and Chatzos or Bilaz or Ben Azar was of the opinion that the Korban Pesach had to be eaten before Chatzos. That's why some are Makbid to try and finish their matzah before Chatzos. They should also be Makbid, or at least conceptually be Makbid, so that they can get some sleep and not you know, be trashed the next day. <laughs> it's probably a good idea to get some sleep. Uh, by the firm ones, uh, Rabbi Tarfon and company, they stayed up all night. Uh, that's Kolomar uh, Bereza Meshubach. That's beautiful. If you can do it, great. Not all of us stay up that late. I remember in Augusta, Georgia, falling asleep on the floral couch in my grandmother's house. Uh, I was, uh, I never made it. I Even now I struggle to make it to the Is end of the Seder. What? No. no, no, there was not. Thanks. Very trusting woman, but if you wronged her, she would let you know. So uh, she was southern. It's just uh, no, it wasn't, it wasn't just trusting because her attitude was only poor white trash put plastic. <laughs> <laughs> that, that was my grandparents. <laughs> oh, there you go. <laughs> yeah. Now we have the difference between Shmuel Mordechai and Mordechai Shmuel yet again. <laughs> <laughs> we finished another parak and shas. We should join it back join back again for this stuff in seven and a half years. Halfway down, the new parak begins.
The name of this parak is Hakore Omid. So the halacha is Hakore Samagila. When the person is reading the Megillah, Omid Yoshev, they could stand or they can sit. Famously, we know from Eicha that we always have a scene in our minds of everybody sitting on the floor, including the person leaning. What a rarity. When you think about it out of context, we're so used to it, we don't think about it. But when you think about it from a halachic lens, it's very strange that we sit for the reading of the Megillah Becha. Says the Mishnah here, Maseches Megillah, not strange at all. And that is how this new parak opens on Chafal. Says the Gemara, Omid Vyoshiv, either way. Kira Echad, you can have one person reading the Megillah, or Kira Uha Shnaim, Yatsu. You can have two people reading at the same time, harmonies. You know, you can do a fifths and thirds. It's going to be beautiful. Even at the same time, Rashi says, Biyachat. Yeah, even at the same time, right? It says Yachad, the third Rashi in the parak. Kiru Hashnaim Yachad Yatsu. Velo Amrinan Ein Shnei Kolos Nishmain Keechad, which is a kula that we've used in many other spaces. We don't say the Gemara is going to give an answer to this question tonight, so we won't be left with the cliffhanger. But it's a good question. Malcolm Shunagu Levarach Yivarach, where there is a minug to make a bracha, we should make a bracha. What is that talking about? We'll see in the Gemara. The Shalol Levarach, if there's a place that has a minug not to make the bracha. Lo yivarech, then they should not make the bracha, whichever the minhag is it is. We know, of course, shifting gears that b'sheni v'chamishi that we lain, and as well b'shabes b'mincha we lain. One is a takan of Moshe, one is a takan of Ezra, and in both of those cases, weekday lainings, Mondays, Thursdays, and Saturday afternoons, it's koron shlosha. There's three aliyahs. Uh, the Mishnah continues, You're not allowed to have less than three aliyahs, nor can you have any uh, any hosafos. And on those uh, lainings, there is no navi. This line is enigmatic. We'll get we'll get to this uh, tomorrow. And tomorrow's the one who opens and the one who closes in the Torah makes a bracha before and after. We'll deal with the details of that later, and we'll see this line a couple more times in the Mishnah as well. So all of that is Kriya Torah by Mondays, Thursdays, and Shabbos afternoon. The Mishnah continues six lines down. That when it comes to Rosh Chodesh and when it comes to Chol then the halacha is that we have four aliyahs in Pochsin Mehem there's never less than three, never more than three aliyahs, and there's no haftarah. And here too, the one who opens and closes the Torah, they make a bracha before and after. Last short line, here are the general guidelines. Any day that has Musaf, but it's not Yom Tov. So then, Korin Arba, uh, we read four. What, what day is that? That's Mamish today. Today, even more specific uh, details later. The Yom Tov, if it was Yom Tov as well, then Hamisha. So we see a link between a couple of things, the Korban Musaf, the status of the day, and those two things correlate to the numbers of Elias. Just an, an interesting math equation that the Mishnah is making right now. So the Yom Tov Hamisha, Shisha, famously, we know in Yom Kippur there are six, the only time we have six Elias, Bishabah Shiva. Now in Pochsin Mehem, you can't have less than all of these numbers. Um, on Yom Tov of four, and uh, excuse me, on uh, well, well, it's actually yeah, Yom uh, Musaf She'eno Yom Tov. Then there's four, and on uh, Yom Tov five, on Yom Yom Kippur six, and Shabbos seven. In Pochsin Mehem Aval Mosif and Alehem. That's what this is. What happens at Bar Mitzvahs? Acharon, 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 and you've got fourteen aliyahs by the time you're done. The Gemishna doesn't give an upper limit. Aval Musaf and Alein, you can't add Umaftir and Benavi. We do say Haftorah in those cases, and for the third time today. The one who opens and closes, they make a blessing on this, and we will discuss this later. Rashi says as well, halfway down in the new parak of Rashi, he says, uh, this line of haposech v'hachosem. All right, that brings us to the Gemara. We had first learned in our Mishnah, the halacha, that by Megillah you can stand or you can sit. Let's discuss that. 
Tana, the Brisa writes, Masha'ain Kain Batorah. That's true in regards to Megillah. But when it comes to the reading of the Torah, you're not allowed to sit. How do we know? Come stand with me. So that's talking about the receiving of the Torah. Applying, uh, uh, commenting on this. If not for the Pasuk itself, to say that a Kaddish Baruch Hu stood up, the Pasuk says, come stand with me. Hashem was standing up also. Like what? I don't know what the shock factor is here, but uh, he's, uh, that's what he seems to say, that the, there's no way we could have ever said it, that Hashem stood up. We use this as a mode of education called anthropomorphism. We give God human-like qualities, even though God has no physical qualities at all. Haronaf, his nostrils flare. We do this all the time. Hashem spoke. Hashem doesn't have a palate. Huh? Yeah, we do it all the time. So I'm not exactly sure why the Mole, if not for, uh, I don't know, it doesn't seem like such a dramatic line. I think I saw the Tosos was discussing this. Um, Oh, okay, I'm not. I, I didn't learn the whole Tosos. I don't know. Anyways, the Gemara continues three lines into the Gemara lines. How do we know that a Rav should not sit on a bed and then the students should then sit on the floor and learn from them? This Pasuk, you should stand with me. We should be on a level playing field. So am I allowed to stand and give a share to other people? Is a classroom teacher allowed to sit while the kids stand? All the situations of Shilas are discussed in Poskim. This is quoted in Shulchan Aruch and uh, Yerdeh Reshmem Bav. I think uh, Sif Tess, I looked it up a little bit. It's a whole world of halachos that one should know. Uh, under these circumstances, of course, it's fine. And we'll see some distinctions even in the Gemara about different modes when it's appropriate to stand and to sit and learn. Tana Rabbanan. Eight lines from the bottom. Moshe ve'ad Rabban Gamliel. A long stretch of time. From the time of Moshe Rabbeinu until Rabban Gamliel. Lo hayu lemeidin Torah el Oh, such an unbelievable idea. So simple. We don't even think twice about it. Of course we sit down when we learn. Every morning I sit down and learn. I don't know who thinks to stand up. Unless you know yourself and you're David Merzel and you're going to stand because you know the other option is sitting down. So you stand up. Good. So says the Gemara. What? Uh, I don't think so. I don't think so. Yeah, <laughs> it says the Gemara, Mishemes Rabban Gamliel. However, the Uridas Hadoras began here, and we still consider them to be the greatest of the great. It's so hard for us to even fathom how great they are. Sometimes we think of them as normal people. That's an error. These are not normal people. Rabban Gamliel, remember the stories about the rain that the, even the Amorim still had the capacity to pray in a, way, in a way where they could twist God's arm and get what they wanted. But from the time that Rabban Gamliel di- died, Yorad Choli Olam. Then there was an illness that came over the world. What does that mean? I don't know. What's the whole holy thing? I didn't look into it, but Rashi doesn't talk about it. It's a holy, it's an illness. It means there's something wrong with us. Let's say you read the Sadoros, I can understand. Yeah, or a weakness call it. Yeah, I'm fine. Okay, we're not, a, we're not, we don't. Maybe we, we don't appreciate the Torah as much, maybe uh, Halavai, but the language is very strange. <laughs> it's a chola, it's a chola. It's a, because you're a chola. Yeah, but unfortunately, this started by the times of Rabban Gamliel already. And that's why the Gemara says, quoting the Mishnah, this is what the Mishnah writes, Mishamesh Rabban Gamliel, Batel Kavatorah, that this is no longer considered Kavatorah. I don't know. It's almost like, uh, I don't know. Last night I was at a Suda Soda. Rabbi Ephraim uh, Tversky was there. First of all, he had the most gorgeous Bekash I've ever seen in my life. It, may, it was so beautiful. I've talked about it five times, right? I can't stop talking about it. It's so beautiful. The second he stood up, everyone in the room, like as if strings attached, we all rose with him. So when we're learning Torah, like, I, why don't we stand? So that's what the Gemara says is that there was a Yurida Sadoros. 
However, we have a problem with some psukim because it, not everything is so clear that we should be standing. Says the Gemara, I'll sit at the mountain. Another pasuk says, So which one is it? So When you're learning something for the first time, you should stand. But when you're repeating something, you're doing chazara, then you can sit. You're not really standing and you're not really sitting. The psukim are meant to teach you to be balanced and to be shocha, to be leaning over as you learn in contrition of some kind, maybe in humility. No, ain yeshiva. When it says yeshiva by these by this conflict in psukim, when it says vayshev bahar, it doesn't mean sit at all. It's elolashon akeva that I was held up at the mountain. I was stuck there. It doesn't mean anything else in regards to sitting. Shneimar bateshu bekadesh yamim rabim. I was I sat there. I was held back for many months, and therefore no riot from the psukim that there's a conflict, and therefore seemingly he'd say you should stand. Rava Omar, he says a little different. Rakos Vikashos The soft ones are for standing, and the difficult ones are for sitting. Rashi clears uh, clears up for us what this means. Rashi says, "What sounds like Oh. Oh, that's, I didn't even think about that. That's not what Rashi says here, because he's talking about learning. Rakos dvarim rachim v'nochim sh'adam mahir l'shaman. This is uh, the exercise example. What can you do on the Peloton, right? You're, you're, you're sitting and listening to the, the Magid speaks. You can, take, you can take a seat, no problem. But if you're going to be learning a Daf Gemara, you're learning a Shir Bi'iyun, and then you, you need to be... Which uh, Shir Peloton you think Peloton's mentioned? Like all One. One. I think one. Oh, this isn't this isn't on all daf. I don't even know. Don't know. They would charge me to put it on all daf. They would charge me hundred bucks a month. Well, I'll I'll bring swag on the trip. I'll get you some swag. It'll be great. All right, that's what the Gemara says. Uh, very bottom line, let's, let's continue and learn this very unique thing about allowing us to have more than one uh, balkore for the Megillah. We had said in our Mishnah Kura, Echad Kiru Hashnaim Yatsu. That's what the Mishnah says. Let's analyze. Top of Chafal from the base, Tana, we have a brysa. Masha'en Kain Batorah. That's not the way that we would read the Torah. It's only true by Megillah. And here are the details. Tanu Rabbanon, the rabbis teach us in a Tosefta and Maseches, Rosh Hashanah. The, the Tosefta writes, Batorah, uh, when it comes to reading Torah, Echad Kore Echad Metargim, that's our standard. We have one person who reads, and where necessary, we don't do this. We probably should. But it would add a long time to davening. I'm just saying we probably need it because I think that a lot of us, myself included, sometimes I'm like, what does that pasuk mean? What's the basic pshat? So it says the Gemara that back in the day, we know famously one person would be the Balkore and one would be the Matargim, they'd be the translator. What was the uh, the rule teaching us to exclude? You're not allowed to have two people doing the translate. If a person were to be reading a Navi, so then Echad Kore Vishnaim Metargim, and the rule is that one can read and two can translate, Ubilvad Shloyu Shnaim Korin Shnaim Metargim, and you're not allowed to have two people read and two people translate. Uve Halel, Uve Megillah, this is Arden. Afilu Asara Korin Asara Metargim, and the whole room is reading. Mutter, no problem at all. So my time, the Gemara wants to know, why is it that this is okay? In general, as uh, Rashi uh, highlighted earlier, we have a concern of Trey Kale. Uh, when you have two people singing together, then it's hard to distinguish the voices, so much so that if you have a group of, uh, of women singing together or men and women, you are not in violation technically of Kolisha because you can't distinguish voices. If you can distinguish voices, it's a problem. It's, it's, it's just going to be Kolisha. <laughs> it's, not, it's 
not a debate. Uh, one woman singing is Kalisha. Okay, there are discussions, but otherwise we look at that as a, as a problem. So why here does that work? If it's true that it's Trey Kolos, then why here are you Yosef? It's as if you didn't hear anything. So it says the Gemara, my time, huh? Since you love it, you're going to pull out a voice and you're going to be able to hear. So this is why we don't like the cool of by women. Because if one of them has a stellar voice, you're gonna, your brain can pick it out. Our brains know how to do that. You can determine by listening what pitch you want to hear, what key you want to hear, what person you want to hear. And if you can catch them once, you can hold on to their... We do this all the time. It's natural. It's just the way that our brains are made. So that's what the Gemara says over here. The reason why we can be makele by Megillah and by Hallel uh, is because it's Chaviva. It's very dear to us. And therefore, even if many readers would be reading at one time, no problem at all. Ten lines down. What was the Mishnah talking about here? So Amar Abaye, let's not be too confused here. Amar Abaye, the, the one paragraph bracha that we say after the Megillah, that's what we're talking about. That's where it's dependent on your minag. But everyone agrees that the bracha beforehand to read that, everyone agrees that you make a bracha. So why is that? I think we've seen this five times in Shas. Every time we do a mitzvah, with extreme rare exception, every time we do a mitzvah, we make a bracha before we start. The postkim have a whole hakira in regards to brismila. Do you start cutting? during the bracha, so that when you finish the bracha, you can instantly finish the cut, because that's over the asiyasa, and the beginning of the cut is not the mitzvah of brismila, it's the hasara sa'orla. So the poskim are done, and this is, I believe, the stima sa'poskim, is that while you're in the middle of the bracha, you should start cutting, and time the finishing of your cutting with the end of the bracha. So I share kiddushan mitzvah sabitzibanu al hamila, and then you finish the cut. Because that way, that's the quickest way to go from over yasan of making the bracha to the completion of the mitzvah. There are still other posts who say, no, the whole maizamila is one thing. It's the beginning of the cut to the end. So you finish the bracha and then start cutting. But an interesting deal. But in general, the rule is like this. So it's over yasan. Says the Gemara, how do we know that the word over means what we think it means? My mashma over How do we know that the word over implies prior to? So a few answers. Because the Pesach says, Kushi. He passed this kushi. Abai um, Amar Mehacha from another pasuk who over uh, over Lifnehem. He passed before them. He passes before them. All of that is the world of brachos over last yasan. Big shilas and poskim. What happens if you forget and you're already doing the mitzvah? Can you still make a bracha? So it depends. If it's the kind of mitzvah that it's a one and done mitzvah and you finished it already, it's episodic. So then you're done. But if you're wearing a talis and tefillin, where every moment that you wear them, you're still yotze. So then the post can say that you can kind of move around your tefillin and make a new bracha. You can kind of move your tzitzis around and make a new bracha if you forgot to make a bracha. This happens on Tisha B'Av morning when you don't put on a talis in the morning. You finally want to hear. You get the, have the opportunity to make the bracha of al-mitzvah tzitzis. It's very rare. If you wear a talis, it's very rare. The only time that it ever plays out for me is when I play softball. Because <laughs> I have softball tzitzis so that I don't ruin my nicer tzitzis. So I dive in, I put on my talis, I go home and I change. And then when you put on a new pair of tits, you have to make a new bracha, but you're not making lisa tape, but then you have to make a real bracha. So it's also the post game discuss if you take a shower, if you take a long nap without your tits, when, what are the thresholds? I remember many, 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 many years ago, there was a shayla in Makor when it was still in Beis Yitzchak. I wasn't even davening there. I was there once on Simchas Torah. And there was a shayla about... Uh, someone who took off their talus gadol when they were dancing because it just was flopping all over the place and getting in the way. So they put it down. 
So when you have to make a new bracha, when you put it back on, you took it off to be specifically not be wearing your talis gadol. So then oh, these are all shilas. But uh, but that's the general rule is over last yas. It says the Gemara a third of the way down, what is the bracha that is said prior to the reading of the Megillah? Rav mi Katriza. Rav Sheshesh from the city of Katriza, Ikla Lakamid Ravashi. He was in front of Ravashi and he was the uh, Baal Kore. Ubarich Mem Nun Ches Manach. He made three brachas. Mem is for Amikra Megillah. Nun is Nisim, Asher Asanisim Labosenu, Asher Asanisim Labosenu. And Ches is about Shechiyanu. And Rashi explains the same thing as well. I didn't mark off. Yes, I did mark it off. It's about 12 lines down in the Rashis. And Manach al Mikra Megillah, Bisha Asanisim Vishahechiyanu. Manach, a little bit of a strange acronym. The Gemara says, What is the bracha for those who have the minak? Because as mentioned in our Mishnah, it depends if you have the minak. So for those who have the minak to make a bracha afterwards, what is the bracha? The bracha is bracha to Hashem al-Kinim al in parentheses, ironically, still in parentheses in the Siddur. Uh, not everybody says it, but it's discussed here, and you can look in the Mari Makomos here. Slightly different order than our bracha. That's what version number one. But Rava Amar, that after the Baruchat Tashem at the end, it should say, Akela Moshia. So Amar Papa, let's blend the two. Huh? He's a peacemaker. He does this all the time in Shas. Yeah, this is uh, his role. I was thinking, like, and I forgot about that. Yeah, but I this it, it's a it's halachically interesting to be the blender of shitas. You know, like it's very it's very strange to say, oh, you're right and you're right and you're both right. And that's not that's not. I mean, the other example is Ashri Right. Right. Well, Rav says right the same exact thing. But yeah. Again, it, it's it's. Halachically interesting. Now. Yeah, it's nice to keep the peace, but everybody's going to make a bracha now that. Well, the baruch Tashem is already happening. The question is, what other words right, are you putting if, in? If if the halacha is like the second one, so then it should be a hef, then it should be a hefsek of some kind. It's not simple. One of the things I saw that doesn't seem to be addressed is like the only line when they do a tos medari. Is there a, a Aren't there supposed to be three three people? A da, yeah, a bezdin of some kind, but like regular Jews, yeah, just us. But that that doesn't there's here. There's no bezdin anyways. This is just a question of the brachas by uh, of the Megillah. But yes, Rav Papa is the peacemaker. Hilkach nemin l'tarvayer brachat to Hashem hanifra liyisrael mikol tzerem hakel Moshe. We paskin like him. This is what the bracha looks like in in the sitter. Uh, the text is almost identical. The hakel is still in parentheses, but vahanifra lanu mitzarenu is placed slightly differently. All right, let's get into some hilchos kriyas uh, Torah. B'sheni u'bechamishi leaning on Monday Thursdays and b'shabes b'mincha korn shlosha hanish shlosha keneged me. Why three? Why did we come up with the number three? A few answers. Amar Abasi keneged Torah nevim uksuvim. To remember that we have uh, three books as part of the canon. Rava Amar Keneged Kohanim Levim Yisraelim, and that, of course, would be uh, a very, very clear role that plays into the who gets Kohen, who gets Levi, and who gets Yisrael. But as we'll see in tomorrow's daf, that that's not so simple because there were times that some of the great rabbis would get the Kohen Aliyah, even though they were not Kohanim. So it says the Gemara, fine, I got you by the by the three. I hear that you're saying that there should be three people, but I also know that there is halacha that we're not supposed to say less than 10 psukim. And by daber Hashem min haminyan, by daber ole min haminyan, what is this talking about? By daber ole min haminyan, 
Rashi all the way back up at the top, right next to the Manach Rashi, about 13, 14 lines down. Rashi, Libra Masko, by the Ber Olamina Minion, by the Ber Hashem El Moshe Lemor, Afalpishain Lulmon Bimenu Klum. Does that post account tomorrow morning by the Ber Hashem El Moshe Lemor, Tzabes Ben Israel? Does that post account as a post? We learn nothing from it. It's me, Amar Lemi. It tells us who says what to who. We learn zero halachos from it, which is interesting because the Havamin of the Gemara is, is that if there's nothing that we learn from a Pasuk, it's not a Pasuk, even though it's there. But for the purposes of laning, it doesn't count as a Pasuk. So when you're looking at an aliyah that needs a minimum of three Pasukim, does Vaidaber count? So our Gemara says, yes, it does. First of the middle width lines, the Vaidaber is Olamin Aminyan. So again, Hani Asara connected me. How is it that we determine that there should be 10 psukim in, uh, in a Monday, Thursday, and Shabbos afternoon lane. Amar Rabbi Yoshua ben Levi, these are the 10 Jews who had the sole responsibility of sitting in the base medrash and learning. The world uh, revolves around learning Torah. If there was ever a moment where Torah ceased in the world, the whole world would cease to exist. Rabbi Yosef, Amar Kenegad Aser, Sadibro, Shinem, Rilamosh, Vesinai, that no, the 10 is because of the 10 commandments and reflecting that as well. Uh, skipping the parent, I mean, we could read it, I guess. Rabbi Levi, Amar Kenegad Aser, Hilulin, Sha'amar, Dabe, Besefer, Tehillim. Rabbi Yochanan, Amar Kenegad Aser, Ma'amara, Shebohen, Nivra, Ha'olam. For the 10 words of Ayomer that were stipulated, that were stated in the beginning of Chumash, and that ha- that's how the world was created. Says the Gemara, Hai Ninu, which Ma'amaros are you talking about? Says the Gemara, the Vayomer is in, in Breshis, Vayomer the Breshis. Says the Gemara, if you count, you only find nine. Hani Tishahavu, that's not 10. We, we asked, how do we know that we're supposed to say 10 Psukim? A few answers, but this third one is that, oh, it's because of the 10 Ma'amaros in which the world was created. But but the Psukim don't have 10 Omars, they have nine Omars. So it says the Gemara, don't worry, the word Breshis counts. Breshis Nami Maimaru, Breshis counts as one of the 10. With the word of Hashem, um, the world, the heavens were created. And that's what Breshis Baralukim, with the word Breshis Hashem created. So that word also counts. Okay. Then the Gemara has a very interesting line. And let's just focus very briefly on some simple math. 10 doesn't divide evenly into three. So uh, under the most uh, even of circumstances, it's going to be either 433, 343, or 334, but it's always going to equal 10. So is someone more, is there, is there a guy who's more chashiv because he got four psukim instead of three? Of course. If you can choose an aliyah, you should choose the aliyah that has more. You can't because it's a weekday and you're either a Kohen Levi or you're strong. But um, let's see what the Gemara has to say about that. We're about 15 lines or so from the bottom, almost done. Says the Gemara, If the person who is Rishon, let's call it the Kohen Aliyah, he's able to get the four Psukim instead of the others who get three, that's good. And if the second guy gets it, he's the lucky one. And let's go through all of them and see how it is that each of them would be blessed. Really, the first guy should get four Psukim. Uh, this is from uh, Masech HaShkalim. This should ring a bell. Or it should ring feelings of some kind. That uh, we know that there were three baskets that people would give their chatzi shekel to. Uh, that we, alphabet, I was just about to say, we don't know what language it was in. Was it in English? Was it in alphabet gamma? Uh, we don't we don't know exactly what was on there, and we we use the money in order. It's always better to do the mitzvah with the first. So because it's possible that you can have four psukim in the beginning, wherever possible, great, take care of that. But let the person who has rishon has it. Says the Gemara, not so simple. The second aliyah may, may be the beneficiary as well. 
the first of the very long lines, the middle one, he's praiseworthy as well. We know from Baal Oscha, in regards to the menorah, that the middle uh, candle was unique. That all of the three candles on each sides of the of the menorah would lean inwards toward the middle. Klape ner maravi, v'ner maravi ole v'ner maravi. Excuse me, klape shchina. V'ner maravi would be facing a kadosh baruch hu. V'amaravi yochanem nikan shem soy meshubach. Obviously, the greatest of all the flames was the middle one. Therefore, the greatest of all the aliyahs should be the middle one. If he gets four, that's fantastic. Then the Gemara says, what about the guy who gets shlishi? V'achron shekara arba meshubach mishumal mekodesh ve'mo riden. That maybe we should assume that uh, we all were on malin bekodesh. Maybe we should always structure that the third person should always have. Have four psukim. So maybe we should, when we have a chash of a guest, maybe we should give them uh, the tochacha. Maybe we should give them whatever Ali is the longest. My brother, Allah Hashem, was Barmit Sparsh, was Kisavo. He had 68 psukim. It was a huge aliyah. That's massive. Now we don't give it out. We always give it to the Balkore because we don't want to be, bring a person up. Dafka for Peronus, so we leave it alone. But but generally speaking, we should we should probably look at it the way the Gemara looks at it. Why don't we say we have a chash of a guest? What? A lot of Torah there. Yeah. I mean, it, it's one Pasuk difference. So why don't we say that? I don't know. I'm asking. Why don't we say that whenever there's a chash of guests, we should calculate which aliyah is the longest and give him that aliyah? That seemingly would be the best honor. So that's what the Gemara says. And then Rav Papa was in the base uh, in Abi Gubar. And uh, he seems to be that he read. It says Vikara and he read. Not, not somebody else. He read Rishon. That's how people used to lean. That's how we should lean, but we're Amaratsim. The Shavche Rapapa Rapapa was uh, was praiseworthy of such a thing. Or maybe the Balkori read. It's uh, yeah. Then uh, just to two more lines. Yeah, let's just do two more lines. Uh, you're not allowed to add, you're not allowed to subtract. It has to be only this amount. Says the person who starts the Aliyah makes a bracha. Nowadays, everybody makes an Aliyah on everything. We're always concerned that there should be a person who makes bracha before and uh, before and at the end, because otherwise there could be a confusion about what happened when someone walks in late. If he walks in late, does it mean the guy didn't make a bracha? He can make an implication that's incorrect. Maybe the first guy didn't make a bracha. And if you're Yosef, you had to leave before landing was over. And maybe you don't know if there's a bracha made by chasima. We don't know if the bracha was made at the end. So because of the nechnasim and the yotzim, therefore we make a bracha on all of them. We'll stop right here. Yotz Hashem will pick up tomorrow night at the very bottom of Chafal Famaral to learn Dav Chafez. Wishing you all a beautiful night.